Welcome to another episode of the Luxury Weekly. 10 minutes, 10 news. Here is everything you need to know about what happened in the luxury industry this week. 1. Tiffany released their third quarter earnings and beat estimates both on sales and net profit, a performance driven by a 70% increase in sales in mainland China. Overall, sales in this third quarter went back above the billion dollar mark and only declined by 1% versus last year. The brand also reported signals of recovery in the Americas, where sales declined at a slower pace than in the last quarter. Online sales increased by 92% and now represent 12% of Tiffany's total sales year-to-date. On the other side of the PNL, net income increased by 52% and largely surpassed estimates. Tiffany's management expressed confidence in the near future and they predict a better-than-anticipated performance in the current fourth quarter, even though 60% of their European stores had to close temporarily in November due to the pandemic. 2. The American department store Nordstrom reported their third quarter earnings and it exceeded expectations, especially by going back to profitability, whereas analysts expected a loss. Sales reached $3 billion, which was a decline by only 16% and a clear improvement versus the previous two quarters. Online sales increased by 37% to reach $1.6 billion, which is 54% of Nordstrom's total business. Their discount network, Nordstrom Rack, performed well, and they also got a boost from moving the date of their always successful anniversary sales which was now accounted for in the third quarter. The top performing categories were activewear, home, beauty, and designer. Nordstrom continues their efforts to rebalance their merchandising towards more relevant categories. Looking at the future, Nordstrom's CEO expects the fourth quarter sales to decline by about 20% versus last year, but to deliver a positive operating cash flow. 3. British leather good company Mulberry released their first half 2020 earnings. They reported a 29% decline in revenue, but the good news was a massive reduction of their losses. Indeed, they posted an almost £2 million loss versus £10 million for the first half of 2019. As we can expect, Mulberry reported an increase in sales in its Asia-Pacific region by 28%, as well as a 68% increase of its e-commerce sales. Overall, their retail network sales declined by 25% and their wholesale network revenue dropped by 49%. The group announced that sales continue to be on an upwards trajectory and that early November results show an improvement. It is also important to note that UK billionaire Mike Ashley, who owns Fraser's Group, increased its stakes in Mulberry to 37% and he has until December 17th to announce his intention to acquire the company or not. 4. Duke's net announced the launch of a new major sustainability initiative called Infinity, which is designed to bring luxury and fashion back in balance with our planet. It is articulated around five categories and each has their own sets of projects and measurable objectives. The first category is called Circular Business, 
The goal is to push circularity to its private labels by 2025, as well as influence brand partners to adopt similar initiatives. The second category is care and repair solutions. This initiative calls for the creation by 2023 of a network of tailors, craftsmen's, as well as specialized startups, which will all participate in extending the product life cycle. The third category is called circular culture, and it has the general objective of increasing awareness around sustainability. The fourth category is called planet positive, which aims at reducing the environmental impact while investing in environmental restoration. Finally, the last category is called People Positive and it's about creating a positive culture, empowering the next generation of talent and breaking down barriers. 5. In fashion, Balenciaga announced that their fall 2021 collection will be unveiled on December 6th in the form of a video game. The game is called Afterworld, The Age of Tomorrow and takes place in 2031. While not much information has been released yet, we know that players will embark on a journey through various worlds in which they have to accomplish certain tasks. They have to simply complete the game to win it. Their reward for winning is, quote, a real-life breathing exercise set in a virtual utopia, end of quote. 6. Dolce Gabbana launched a series of fashion shows following a see-now-buy-now format. The shows are live-streamed on the brand's Instagram account and shoppers can buy the products at the same time from the brand's website. Dolce Gabbana announced that it will continue to broadcast these shows as part of a monthly series, but that it will also maintain its traditional appearances during the fashion months. While other fashion brands have adopted the See Now Buy Now model, it has delivered mixed results. But Dolce Gabbana believe this model is more appropriate to meet their customers' expectations in this digital world of instant gratification. On another front, the brand also added a new store to their list of virtual stores, and the Paris boutique is now accessible on their website for a full-on immersive 3D shopping experience. 7. Dior is opening a pop-up in Soho to launch a capsule men's ski collection It consists of clothing, but also skis, snowboards, and accessories. The collection was designed by Kim Jones and developed in partnership with specialized companies to produce the ski gears and accessories. 8. Louis Vuitton is reinventing at-home shopping with the launch of a traveling store. Picture a beautiful mobile home, parking your driveway, set up with fresh flowers, trunks, displays, and screen playing videos from the spring 2021 women's wear collection. The selection of products is curated for the client to match her style, taste, and size. Two sales ambassadors ensure that the experience is seamless and at par with what one can expect from a traditional Louis Vuitton store. This program is available only in New York, New Jersey, and Connecticut at the moment. This reminds us of a similar initiative launched in 2019 by Tamara Mellon and which will continue until 2021. It's called the Tamara Mellon Mobile Shoe Closet and it consists of two traveling stores, one per coast, 
stopping at various locations around the US. 9. eBay announced that they were taking over an old gas station in Los Angeles and transforming it into an authentication drive through Customers can get their products authenticated by eBay staff members. It's relevant for the world of luxury because eBay sold more than 2 million watches last year, 54% of the inventory is pre-owned, and Rolex accounts for 40% of luxury watch sales on eBay. 10. Finally, a few store openings and closings. Rolex will open in December its largest showroom in the US at Long's Jewelers in Boston. The new boutique will be 4,600 square feet and adjacent to other prominent watch brands. Hermes reopened their store at the Short Hill Malls in New Jersey, doubling the footprint to 8,000 square feet. They also expanded the size of their equestrian department and added their newly launched beauty category called Hermes Rouge. Abercrombie & Fitch announced they will close their London, Paris and Munich flagship stores by the end of January 2021. They will also not renew the leases of their Madrid, Brussels and Fukuoka flagship stores. It leaves the brand with only 8 flagship stores around the world, whereas it started the year with 15. Abercrombie's CEO justified the closures by explaining that these oversized stores were dragging the revenue and margins down. Bonus news, which couldn't make it last week. On the watch side, Breitling announced that they were introducing sustainable watch boxes made with upcycled plastic bottles. That's it for the week. Thank you for listening. I hope you noticed I did not use the word Black Friday. Please leave me some reviews on Apple Podcast and see you next week.